<laughs> Welcome to the big time, Corey. Your spotlight shines. All right, when are you going to say yes? When are you going to say go? We're start- we've already started. This is a dry start? That's dry start? Weird. Why? What's wrong with that? Welcome to the yeah, Heat in the Kitchen. Yeah, because you start it like that every time. That's why. This is a better start. Welcome to the Heat in the Kitchen podcast. I'm Chef Avi Shemtov. Why are you drinking wine, we- by the way? Can I-, I was going to introduce you, dude. All right, well, you don't need to. I'm Corey. Yo, you see me there. <laughs> this is Corey O'Leary, who's normally a pretty good producer, but today he's he's lost for some reason. I got to be on air. That's why. Um, I got to yeah. change my persona. Yeah, it's a little different because today it's just me and Corey. So Corey is now sitting directly next to me, which makes both of us uncomfortable. It's just Corey and me. It's the new heat in the kitchen. No love for Bernie because on Israel, he's just not seeing the vision. Social media meatheads, do the math. I leave the division. Looney's on Facebook, talk tough and get beat to submission. It's heat in the kitchen. I'm drinking wine today because, um, man, I just like ebb and flow my weight loss and weight gain. So it's been like two years when I've just been on a steady incline. I'm, I'm weighing in at like 225 right now. And I'm, I like to be at like 180, 185. Uh I got it. I had gotten all the way down to 178 like three years ago. 178, so, yeah, yeah, and I felt good, like healthy. I mean, it's not just about like. I mean, obviously, like I think I look better at 178 than I do at 225. But it, honestly, it's it's so much easier on my knees. I got two young kids. Like I'm exhausted all the time. Yeah, yeah. Part of that's that I work a lot, but then part of it's also that like, all right, because I work a lot, like what's my eating schedule like? So I always try to get breakfast in, but I find myself like not eating lunch and then I'll kind of like pick through dinner service. Um, especially if it's slow, then like we're playing with food and I'm like tasting things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I go home and my wife's made dinner and then she always like saves like me dinner or a lot of times like she'll cook like when I get home. Yeah. So the combination of the fact that I'm like, Oh, I'm going to sit down on the couch, drink a beer. Yeah. I'll eat two pork chops. Yeah. They like, but especially my my old boss, pork chops, Definitely pork chops. But the worst part is I had a boss in my early 20s who used to call it shovel food. He'd be like, my wife always makes shovel food. And I'm like, I love shovel food. Like, I love, like, macaroni and cheese. Oh, I love, course. like, just well, pasta. Well, the funny thing is like, you always grains. say to me, I, whenever you start losing weight or trying to lose weight, like, oh, I'm counting calories, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, you're not fat. Why do you do it? I mean, right now I am. Like, yeah, the, but, today I, mean, I saw the video. <laughs> dude, but I, you know what? I think it's the longer you know somebody, sure. the less you, like, realize the change in them. Like if say you saw me in high school, right? Yep. Oh, you were skinny. I've seen photos. Oh yeah, I wasn't like talking about that. Dude, but like, just like yeah, like I feel like if you I saw me twenty years later, be like, you. oh wow, you fucking got old, didn't you? No, I mean I know what you mean. Yeah. But well, for me though, especially because like I wasn't skinny in high school. What are you talking about? Oh god, <laughs> dude, you were so skinny in high school. Um, I, I mean, you, you, you were you crazy know. skinny. Like I've I just look back at. So this is what's funny, right? Like I don't. You used to think like you were crazy skinny, like college age and stuff. And to me, like you weren't. Like I, especially being someone who's always been bigger, I'm like, oh, I'd kill to be this skinny. Now I look back at photos of us. Like I'll see a photo like randomly, and I'm like, damn, Corey was skinny. Like it's, you're like much bigger now than you were then. Um, for oh, me, it's thanks. the same thing. <laughs> I mean, no, in a I good way. Go on the counting calories diet. So every no, you look. But every you time, just look like a normal person. Every now. time you've done the counting calories diet. Yep. What happens? Oh, I mean, you, I always lose a ton of weight. Dude, you lose weight like, whoa, when it's you a, go on this diet. Yeah, I'm, so, Which uh, people always say, like, oh, lose weight. You should start your own weight loss business, bro. You know what the problem is? Yo, that, you're like, oh, I just yeah, count calories. The problem, is that, the problem is that my weight loss tricks are, like, losing weight is super simple. It's like being good at work is super simple. Work really, really hard at it. So, like, I can't, like, I can't. Is it that simple for everybody, you for, think? No. And, the, well, the point is that, like, I'm somebody that I said to uh, this dude. You don't exercise that much, right? Not so at all. Like, that? when I lose the weight, the crazy part is that I just, I honestly don't exercise. Because, like, what I do is I, I gain weight when I exercise, like, intentionally gain weight. Like, if I get down to, like, 178, then I can get, like, 
I could be at 190 and feel good about myself, and yeah. I could be at 190 and not. And I feel like if I get down to 178, then then especially, I mean, look, I'm not built to be at 225. So for me to like go run on the treadmill at 225 mini, is, mini is tough. Here. Mini Mike. Well, it's just easier for me to be like 175, 180 pounds and then go work out. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I'm never going to be jacked. I'm never going to be shredded, but I'm just happier at that weight. Yeah. So for me, like my weight loss trick is real simple. I just I go in like my friends. So my friends like do like a weight loss like challenge after New Year's like almost every year. Uh, like Gurner, Ari, uh, Steve, I'm saying my friends, like they're not your friends. Um, and they don't even include me anymore because I just used to take everybody's money. I mean, the thing is like <laughs> uh, one of my best friends. Hold uh, on, but what was it? Like you started January 1st? Yeah, it starts January 1st. And like usually we would do it by like by like the end of February and it right, would always right, be like months. weekly weigh-ins. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just to keep people honest and like with a photo of a scale. So like you couldn't like make it up. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that... Timestamp that bitch. Exactly. And, and uh, for me... Like, dude, like, I lose 14 pounds, like, in a week. Like, I'll lose 14 pounds this week. It's just uh, I'll just start drinking a ton of water. Yeah. And I'll just cut, like, salt way low so you're not retaining water. So I'll lose, like, 14 pounds, most of which is water weight, which people will be like, oh, you know that that's just water weight. And I'm like, yeah, but it's water weight that I had. Yeah, So, yeah. like, like getting rid of the bloat no, makes, makes you look fat. good. Like, dude, right I heard right. a stat about – oh, maybe it was on this podcast. I don't know. Uh, was it from Julie Starr? Maybe. Probably. Well, uh, babies are, like – 75 percent water or something i don't that's think why they're so fat i mean that makes sense but i, I don't Google think that that, that right was on now here. But yeah that all makes right sense. it might not have been on it but yeah but this. anyway so like but it's fa- it's uh, it's cute on a baby yeah that water weight you know it's funny different people can be fat and like so when i i look back at photos of like when i wrote my first cookbook and northeastern ironically had me back it was due to i don't know if i've told, oh, yeah, I told you, you that yeah, story you told me that. like they put like alumni like northeastern alum <laughs> all over the, like northeastern expelled me did you hold on yeah you didn't even finish freshman freshman year no dude they expelled me you know what the worst part of the timing when they expelled me was i don't know even if you, eligible i don't know, for I don't know if you remember this i don't know if you remember this but like yeah, they i remember they kicked you out of the dorm sent you to another dorm you know it's like yeah. they give you another strike for some reason and then somehow it yeah i mean there's a reason but so like no, but the craziest thing about the timing was, so like first semester, like I never went to bed before three a.m. Like that was, just, I mean, we just went hard every day. Yeah, right. Um, and so I like I got like a two eight or something stupid like my first semester. So I, I knew like I needed to get better about that. But then also I got kicked out of my um, out of like the dorm that like all my buddies were in and we were partying hard and got put in a dorm like that was quieter. But also it just like wasn't those people were like weren't my people yeah right and so and you're on the first floor yeah and so i was like focusing way more i had a 4-0 and it was the week like it was like three days before finals is when they when they suspended me so they turned all those grades into zeros so like my entire second semester was all zero but the funny thing about college is like your gpa is only like where you graduate from yeah yeah so my i graduated from umass boston with a 3-8 um, I mean, yeah. Listen, if everybody just went to college in their early twenties instead of late teens, yeah. like you know. Well, dude, I I got a. They gave me like ten k to go there, right? To go where? To go to Northeastern. No shit. Yeah. How'd and, that work yeah. out for them? So I mean, you're successful. You're good. All right, but Smart. Yeah, I mean, I basically still work at the place that I did co-op on my sophomore year. That's a huge. That listen, if you think about it, that makes that's like great for them. It oh, says a lot about their for program. Sure. But so after the first year, I had like a two three, I think it was, and I had to keep a. Oh no! After the first semester, I had a two two three. three? And yeah, and you, I had to keep a three zero oh, to keep the ten k. Yeah. So I took interactive mathematics, which legit sixth grade mathematics. Uh, my science credit was history of sports in America, and then I had two of those bullshit communication classes um, that you were probably in with me. Uh, I was in one. Right. Uh, I was in one, and then in the second semester, I was in uh, public speaking. Remember. Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. 
So either way, interactive mathematics and history of sports in America, A's, A's, and then, you know, the other communications class I actually had to, uh, I, you know, I said, oh, shit, maybe I should get a 3.0 to keep $10,000. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that probably But then my senior year, I had one class Monday night, 6 to 10, and I took out $10,000 to pay my rent. Why get a job? Dude, the craziest thing for me is from, like, 95% of my student loans are from the two-thirds of a year I spent at Northeastern. Like, you, <laughs> you never got to the co-op. You, it's all, f- uh, dude, once you hit co-op, I was getting 10000 for one semester because then the other semester, co-op, you don't pay tuition, and you get paid. Yeah. So I saved oh, those three years. I saved money. Like, whoa. I didn't yeah. save money. I mean, I saved student loan money in the future. You know what's funny, Adrian? Um, like, teachers get kind of screwed in that situation because I don't think student teachers get paid. So like I think when you're co-oping, it's unpaid. Ooh, that I'm pretty sure. Fucked, yeah. I mean, the good thing is like she got her master's. She came out with a master's though. in five years. Yeah, right. So, they have um, that for the comp program now too. I think. Really? Yeah. But so I mean, that's kind of a. You don't really need it. Like, well, yeah. What good does a yeah. master's do? Dude, I'd comp. be so much better at this podcast. That rap I spit so? last week. That rap was if terrible. I had, if I had if I had a master's degree, that rap was terrible. You know how you, you know, know what's funny about that rap being? I should terrible? just have you. Should, you should just you should just spit it. I'll write it from now and you spit it. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny about that rap being terrible though is that. There's like a lot of people on the internet that like think because like they listen to hip hop music and like they they probably think like they like they'd listen to that and they'd be like yo that's whack and and they'd be right but uh <laughs> but they also like they could that's better than all of them too like that's Dude. the funny thing is you think like like you know I don't really do this anymore but I'm still way better I'm way better than like, you were not that show at the Middle East school weeks ago but like. It was old school like when we used to go to these shows and everyone like like I'm the guy that I don't try to look the part. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't like so you know I come up people kind of turn around like they're confused like they're like and you know you expect you know what they expect like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah they expect like what everybody else sounded like that yeah right? yeah <laughs> and um and then I well because we've seen yeah a million times those people just so come up walk artists. on stage and then they're like yo they spit the rap yo and usually they're girls there or whatever yeah. and it's like sometimes they're cool sometimes they're not sometimes they're dicks sometimes they're cool but their music's always trash and so the funny thing I mean not always no, everyone's no, no. in a blue moon like um I don't know if you did you ever see that dude Dio. Like oh, dude, Yeah, you could name eight million people that I saw. That I just I feel know. like he would have stuck out because he was like probably legitimately. I was about to say no disrespect to any of the other artists. I don't care. Um, out of everyone I ever shared a stage with that wasn't a headline, like that wasn't like Pace One or Lewis Logic or whatever, um, he was like the one dude who I ever was like, like I turned around during his set and I was like, oh, dude, this guy's nice, and he's still doing music, like, like he's doing music. Um, and he actually just showed up to the he just showed up to the Middle East like just I don't know if he was there to see my set specifically I kind of assume, um, but he was there. He's a cool dude and his and his music's legit. The funny thing is though, um, like I just think like on a Facebook culture and I, and I deal with people like this like not just with my music I deal with them about like everything I do is I think I'm a pretty approachable person and I try to be someone that's like, you know I'm not anybody special so like I so I'm you can talk to me like that's the thing even on the internet yeah. and who said you're not I, special. No, I mean, like, I don't think, like, like, I don't, it's funny. Don't put yourself down. No, like, it's funny. So, like, when I was growing up, like, I, I remember the day I realized I wasn't cool, like, that I realized that, like, I was being picked on. I was in fifth grade. It's kind of a funny story, but I won't tell it. But, I, like, I just, like, realized I was being picked on. And it's, like, in a, and then I realized I'd always been being picked on. Yeah, like, yeah. that occurred to me. So, like, I went on a. You're not in on the joke. Right. So, like, I went on, like, a mission to, like, become the person I am the now. And, uh. And the the more I would get to know the cool kids, the more confidence I would get. Not because I was like, oh, man, I'm I'm the man. It was because I was like, oh, they're not. Like, yeah. oh, I always thought, like, you know, I thought this kid was like, just because, like, he can, 
he's the best basketball player in our grade or whatever. Like, oh, he, he must be, he must be like the coolest dude or like, oh, he's got like, oh, she's, she's a smoke show. Like, and then you find out like, you know, like her family is fucked up or she's fucked up. Yeah, right. And, um, well, everybody has their own baggage. So, so that's exactly it. And so it's the same thing. Like now that I've met people who are so successful and so good at what they do, people that I used to look up to people that I used to like, I mean, it's funny. We talk about Becker all the time on the show, but like, you know, I mean, both of us like, but, but me, especially cause he does what I do for a living, like looked at, up to Dave like like he's an icon and he still is and the the craziest thing is like now like he's one of my best friends yeah, and right. and you're like you know Dave's far from fucked up that's not the implication there it's more just that like oh wow like he has oh he's got issues he's dealing with yeah. oh he's got to solve problems oh right. you know people people nowadays like want everything to look perfect so when I say I'm approachable I just mean like I don't only put the good stuff out and I don't I don't act like because I'm good at a few things or I've gotten some some recognition for stuff that you can't talk to me. Right. And then what I find on the Internet then is like people then feel super comfortable like because their life exists in this like tiny box. Like they have let's just say they have 20 friends. Right. But that's their whole fame. Like only 20 people know their name. So when they're on the Internet and they're talking crazy, there's only 20 people they can embarrass themselves in front of. And those people already know that they're a shithead. Right. I've got. I don't know, a couple thousand people who, who know who I am professionally at least. Yeah. And, you know, maybe more than that. I don't know. And if I go crazy, like there are people I don't even know that are going to have an opinion of me. So it's like we're having like an argument. It's like Jay-Z says, he's like, if, if, you, if you shoot me, you're famous. If I shoot you, I'm brainless. Yeah, right. And it's like I have to be careful. And, and in the internet nowadays, it's like it's super weird being like a double Z less, uh, list celebrity or like I, not celebrity, but – but like because my businesses are famous, because or not famous, but public. Yes, all right, you know yes. what I mean. I have to the be local careful. Sl- all comes back to local. Whatever, celebrity. yeah, basically, right. So like I have to be careful not to say certain things in public. So the other day, so you started a podcast. Great move. Well, because no, but you know why? Because like <laughs> you, I, it gives you context, and it, it, right, and it allows me the opportunity to speak. And so sometimes, you know, I don't want to turn into a place where I'm like, where you challenge me on the internet, and I go, "Yo, come on my podcast." But sometimes I think about it because I'm yeah. like, let's have a real life conversation. Like, Adrian always tells me, don't argue with people on the internet, like, in town here. Yeah. Because she's like... It works on Facebook. Lately. Well, no, she goes, she's like, well, you run into them at Angels, like, the cafe here in town. She's like, you're going to have that same energy. And they're not. So, like, that's the thing about you is, like, you're just one person all Overtake the time. Overtake them. Right. Like, I, like, like, I think about calling... Like, if, you, if you'd said something to me on Facebook, I think about being, like, you're a fucking herb or, like, are, are coming at you. But, but I'm a grown adult. Like, I, I just don't say it. Now... I think someone who might say fuck you on the internet wouldn't do it sitting here. So like there's, for example, there's this guy who used to write for Eater. His name is Drew Starr. And uh, now he actually, he works for, uh, he works for like a, one of the restaurants in town as like their chief people officer. So I guess that's human resources, right? So he like, he's just like one of those people like you can't tell him shit. Like it's like if he's convinced that his ways are super right, he's like left of left. And you know, like the kind of person that thinks I'm conservative, like that's where Kyle doesn't get it is that like, because I'm, I'm fairly rational. Someone who's irrationally liberal thinks that I'm conservative. That's what I mean when I say that. So, like, one day he's, like, talking some nonsense on, on Facebook, and I, like, I, I just challenged his opinion. I didn't disrespect him. Polit- I didn't- uh, a political discussion? Or? Yeah, it was political. Right. And there's a million things I could have said. Like, I, you know, listen, you know me personally. Like, if he wants to be a, a prick, like, I could – there's things I could go in about. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm really confident and proud of who I am and what I've built. Like – some days I wish I could be back off a leash and just be like, all right, if you're going to disrespect me, like, let's have this conversation for real. Yeah, right. But I don't do that. So that was that was Avi in uh, 2003. Right. Exactly. So I'm like debating this person like politely and respectfully. 
and he just writes, fuck you. He wrote, fuck you. Now, you know me. This, hold on. This guy's a chief people officer? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't at the time. So I don't want his opinions to reflect on the restaurant he works at. But he said that to me, right? And I, you know me. And see, he doesn't know me. And I, I, in that moment, every, all I could think about was open hand lick slapping him in the face. Like, mm. I'm just like, you can't fuck you. Like, if I said fuck you to you right now, like if you and me get into a heated discussion right now, and I go, it's one, I mean, we know each other, like, yeah. you're like a brother to me. Like, if I just said it, yo, fuck you. But even as close as we are, if I turned to you and I went, fuck you. Oh, yeah, I'd yeah. expect, like, to be hit. And if, right. and if you hit me, I wouldn't be mad at you for it. Like, yeah, later yeah. it wouldn't be like, I can't believe you hit me. Dude, you looked me in the face and you said, fuck you. Like, right. there's certain things you just don't do. And it, I'm sorry, all capital letters, fuck you. It's like, you don't, like, are you crazy? So I told somebody I know, I'm like, honestly, the next time I see him, like, it's going to be hard for me not to, like, think about slapping him. I'm a grown-up. Like, I'm not going to put my hands on him. What was the, what was the argument? It was, like, it was just politics. It was something about, I don't know. God only knows what it was about. Let's put it this way. To be honest, if I could find it, the context of it would make you go, that's ludicrous. Like, yeah, it, right. it, it came out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't personal. It right. wasn't like, it wasn't like I attacked him. Well, it's like that thing I told you um, that time on um, Deadspin or whatever. They, Ted Cruz wrote something like, oh, I, oh, nice picture of me or whatever. It was Grayson Allen from Duke. Because people say they look alike. Yeah. And Deadspin responded like, eat shit or fuck you or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, this is a major media company. Right. Like, wh- like why be- just because they're a Republican? Right. You know what I mean? But so my point is, but like when we saw each other. Oh, you did see him? Oh, I've seen him like five times since then. Oh, yeah. He keeps Your it boys. cool. Like, he, well, I wouldn't say we're boys. He's like, like I'm, I'm somebody who like, it, it's did hard. It co- hold on. Did it come up though? No, not at all. Because here's the thing. I'm the, I've tried to develop this side of me. Where I try to recognize, like, not everybody's like me. Not everybody's built like me. Like, if I say fuck you to you on the internet, which I just don't do. Like, yeah. that's just corny. Yeah. But if I did it, you, would you be... know when we see each other, yeah, it's still yeah. fuck you. Yeah, right? no, you guys are going to I'm not going to say fuck it. you on the internet and then see you and be like, oh, hey, man, how's life? How's everything going, right? That's just not who I am. Right. But I've developed this sense and understanding that other people are like that. Right? So I've, I've, as I've figured that out, now I've learned that when I see people, it's like, all right, let them let them talk. Let me, let me find out what their energy's like. And so when I see someone and they're like, "Hey, Avi, how's it going?" Like, "Oh, hey, I saw that article about whatever. Blah, 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 that's pretty cool." I'm not gonna like. What kind of a? What, how corny is it for me then to be like, "Yo, let's talk about what you said on the internet." Like, yeah, right, right. At that point, it's like let it slide. At that point, you're you. Yeah, yeah. And like, and you'll always be that. And so like, I'll just keep it cool. But I wish someone like that would come, like, would sit down and have a conversation with me because, again, like. I think yeah, but it, you're assuming that you you bring you know uh, rationale to a debate with sure. them in person that they're still they might not say fuck you to person they might be thinking oh this guy's a fucking idiot anyway like they're not going to agree with you either way they're just they're in that mindset the internet gives Steve? them the courage Do you to say Farmer Steve yeah of course okay so Farmer Steve and I used to get into it a little bit like towards the end of really? college. like well we were like he, we were like boys yeah and then, but but he, he like He's I, from like Virginia but I was probably right? like the toughest. Like, and again, I, I don't want people to listen to this and think like, oh, Avi thinks he's a gangster. Like, no, but like I was hotheaded and stupid about certain things. Like I was probably, you? T- to his perspective, I was probably um, like the toughest quote unquote person he was close with. No. So he would get loud with me or like disrespectful Steve. sometimes. Right. No. No, he wasn't close with Steve. No. Really? The other Steve, no. Yeah, he no. wasn't at all. So, um, but like he would get like a certain way with me that because we were close so a better example would be like if gutter steve the other steve you're referring to who's like a like like you would, nobody gangster. would fuck with him gangster no it would be like if because me and him were cool or because you and him were cool yeah if you talked oh, to him cool. in a certain way <laughs> right but like still you wouldn't talk to him a certain way 
Yeah. Right. So it was more like one day I finally had, I think the last time I ever talked to Farmer Steve, it was literally like um, we were at a bar and it was like at the end of college. And, um, you know, he was saying he was just talking some nonsense or whatever. And to you, to me. Yeah. But like in the context of like we're we're close enough that he doesn't think this is going to be an issue. Yeah, yeah. And I literally just put my hand on his shoulder and I said, honestly, man, like sometimes I just feel like you would never talk to me like this if I wasn't me. Yeah. Like, right. you're afraid of people like me, and I'm not even – you shouldn't be afraid of me. Like, I've not – I've never started – like, I've never done something – like, I don't, like it, I'm not somebody you should be afraid of. But he's such a shook dude. Like, he would be afraid of someone who talked and acted like me. Yeah. But he wouldn't. And I well, actually Well, you gave him the bravado. That's well, why. And that's the point is that, like, I, I don't like people that then think they're, that they can do that. So the point is sometimes I end up in a situation like that where someone's saying, fuck you on the internet. And all I can think is, like, if you were sitting right here – this conversation could be had rationally because you, it's not that you're rational enough to check yourself. It's that you're soft enough to check yourself. So in this conversation, you wouldn't feel comfortable saying, like, fuck you on the Internet. See, it's weird. Like, me and them are exactly opposites. I'm more afraid to do it on the Internet because I'm aware that there's a bunch of yeah. eyeballs well, that will on stay this. There. It, plus, that, will, that stays there forever. Right. And there's a bunch you of eyeballs per- on this that I can't control. Unless you control. do it on a podcast. Right. Whereas no one, to no me, one's going to go through this anyway. So, you know what I mean? I'd be more likely big. to say, fuck you, to someone sitting right here yeah. than I would on the Internet. And there's a lot of people that are more likely to say, fuck you, on the Internet oh, than sitting course. here. So, like, the other day, another kid, I mean, this isn't, like, recap But of then there's people college. like me. I probably wouldn't say it either place. Right, which, look, by the way, at this point in my life, neither would I. That's yeah. my point, is I would just react differently. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you said that to me, like, in person nowadays, like, I would just end the conversation and I'd leave and, like, that's all it would be. Like, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't actually be violent. Yeah. But, but, but there's that idea. Like, people, people are soft, so there's the idea that someone might hit them and that keeps them from doing that stuff. The other day I was on Facebook and I was talking about um, somebody had written something about um, – you know who do you follow? You don't follow like these young rappers. Like you don't know who Pop Smoke is, the one who just died. So he just died. I saw him trending on Twitter. And so That's like, uh, and the thing is like, was he nice as a rapper? Yeah, no, not at all. And the Trash. funny thing is, I ask you every time, every time one of these opinion, guys dies, I go, in my opinion. is this rapper nice? You know, sometimes you're like, yeah, sometimes you're like, nah. Right. So the thing is, like, because I, I, I never heard of it. Right, like, I just want to be credit clear. for like whole movements and okay. shit online. So just to be clear, because I don't want anyone to hear this and, and be like offended that I just said pop smoke. Like I said, nah, right away. I mean, like, no, you would not think he's nice. Like you and I feel the same way about hip hop. Yeah. I tried to listen to his music; oh, it was unlistenable it, to me. But that's just my my take. Truthfully, my he's only fucking twenty. You, who knows how so music involves? There are you know rappers I mean? out there that like I've I've listened to like eight years ago, and I was like, I, eh, I can't listen to this shit. And now, like, I like. So, yeah, he might have evolved into a great yeah, right. artist. But like Tupac on, like, Digital Underground. You'd be like... <laughs> right, just a different rapper. But so, um, but anyway, so Pop Smoke, somebody wrote, like, on Facebook, actually a kid that went to Northeastern when we were there, wrote on Facebook, um, like, a thing where, like, Pop Smoke got smoked, like, hashtag uh, the life you choose. And, you know, what's funny is, that, like, when I, first, when I first heard that Pop Smoke had died... And I looked into because the first thing I wanted to know was what his music was like. So I listened to some of his tracks. And the, the first thing that stood out to me was like, yo, like be, like, be careful what you say or whatever. I might shoot you in the face. So I started, like, listening to the music. And, and it, what's in my head is, like, all right, this dude is, like, really comfortable and out, outgoingly violent. So that started to change a little bit the way I, I view his violent death. And then, by the way, it turns out that, like, he, he was, like, he was an like actual, I believe, initiated, like real, like not just affiliated, um, crip 
um, I think, like, uh, Black Disciples Crip. And so he, like, when you claim a set, like, you're not a civilian anymore. Like, in that world. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, again, I don't want anybody listening to this and being like, Av, man, Av must be. No, I am, no. I've never been involved. Oh, he was a New Yorker? Yeah, he was a New Yorker. Yeah. So I've never been involved in anything like that. I've never really had, like, like so, been close to anybody, been affiliated in any way at all. Yeah. I just am aware of. of you read enough uh, hip-hop news. Yeah, and, and I know people, like, I know people. Like, that affiliated, people. like, Nipsey? So like Nipsey was not a Philly. Nipsey was a six a rolling sixties crip, and R- Nipsey was like a jumped in like legit like, like from good in any hood right like good in any hood crip like that's yeah. Nipsey was not affiliated. Whereas like they talk about rappers like Game and like Wayne is like like those guys are affiliated, meaning like they're cool with a set and yeah. the set will claim them, but they're not like like they if Wayne wasn't a rapper, he's not a part of that group. Like Nipsey Hussle was a part of that group, group. When, he was, when he was twelve years old, right? And like in the streets, and like he came up like he. He means more to in that culture than in, in the music culture. And so, like, when I saw that Pot Smoke, like, was part of that scene and stuff, again, it doesn't make it less sad as a human story. And Hold actually, on, what even happened with him? I didn't even see. So, Did uh, just get... the initial reports that are out is that four masked men ran into his house. Um, they have them on security camera. Um, but, again, they're masked. They don't uh, yeah, yeah. know who they are. They, ha- they run Robbery. into his house. Only one of them has a gun, and they shoot and kill him. Nothing gets taken from the house. Oh, yeah. And and not for nothing, what happened was, like, the day before, he posted some stuff on the internet, like some gift bags that he'd been given. Oh, here we go. The internet. Well, they had, bad Yelp review. Yeah, no, they had his, uh, the gift bags he was showing on the internet had his address on them. Oh, my fucking so, God. So, like, he, 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 yo, you ready for the, this? This has nothing to do with, like, gang life or anything, but, but celebrity life. The best part is the house, that, not the best part, but the craziest thing is the house, like, he was renting the house. The, the mansion he was in. This is, hold on. In L.A.? Or yeah, this is in L.A. Oh, all right. The, the house that he's renting uh, actually belonged to uh, John Mellencamp's daughter, who apparently is on one of those housewife shows or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> point is, what happened? So, like, so like the, police are, the police are like, this is a home invasion and a targeted killing. Yeah. It's not, it's not even a robbery. Home. They didn't, right, and, and it's not a robbery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So They killed him. So, that, so, he, was, so he was killed, and, and they think it's a drug-related, I mean, sorry, a gang-related um, murder. So point is, this person writes this, and... Um, this person that wrote this, like, to the best of my knowledge, is in no way, not someone that, I mean, I'd be blown away if I found out this person was in any way gang affiliate or anything. Like, this is a completely upstanding civilian citizen writing their opinion about somebody's decision to participate in that other lifestyle. Yep. And one of the people on there, like, kind of came at, came at that person for saying that. And I happen to know that person, or I don't know that person. We knew each other when we were in college. So I just shared my opinion back. I was like, you know, I totally get where, like, it's insensitive to say it, but also, like, it, the, if the you're facts gonna be that are coming out. Right. And exactly what I said was, like, if you're going to say it like, in your music or whatever, you got to stand on it. This person came at me, like, and this is just back to the whole, like, if you're on the Internet, like, and, you're, and you've got, like, a really small crowd that you have to worry about what they care, or whether they care what you say or whatever, like, you're anonymous – then like you can like you get you can go personal for no reason like I didn't come at this person's life. Um, this person like does some music or whatever. Like I've never heard of them. Like I've never heard the music. By the way, that might be, might say more about me than them. I don't know. But I didn't criticize. I didn't come at them in that way. This person was like, you don't understand the culture. Like you're not part of this or whatever. But I mean, listen, I'm more part of the hip hop culture than you are. Like I'm in it and and what I've been. Ha- in it. What does that have to do with anything? Well, so what they were, were telling it. me was that like I don't know anything about music uh, and rap music nowadays. It's changed and that you don't have to stand on your word. It's entertainment. Blah blah. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I Agree with that to a certain extent, but that doesn't. So dis- mean, it, not if you're affiliated, so, and that's what you rap about. But also, if you're un- so disagree, like what- the game gets shot, right? When you know what I mean, like that's he came up after, like you know, 
fucking Tupac and Biggie or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, right, but, but where this person's dead like wrong, it's not, Corey. It's not a time thing, I'm saying. No, but, but Corey, where this person's dead wrong is that, like, if you're a... Uh, like, okay, we've been at shows, like, uh, underground shows in the city or whatever, right? And you see some, like, um, some, like, suburban kid who'll be, like, who could say, like, some... Like, if he said, like, yo, like, I'm, I might be with some bloods, I might be with some crips, like... Is that really ever going to come back to him? No, probably not, because he's never going to be around anybody yeah. who's going to. You said shit about fucking guns and shit before. No, I said I, I I say one time like we could dial some numbers and let the Uzi spread. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and but I I'll defend that lyric all day. And, uh, <laughs> no, I will. Like I that's know. the thing is like I, we've talked about it before. Yeah, and, not on this podcast, but sure. But when you bring something like that up, you derail the point because I wouldn't say there's lots of no, music. That's not there's lots of gun bars. There's lots of stuff that I've wanted to put in music just because I'm good with 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 wordplay. Yeah, and I don't put in there. Because I do know actual like people that are in certain lifestyles who would have an issue with that, and so like I'm never gonna be the guy in a place being like, like what I'm saying is if you're if you're okay if you're claiming a set publicly, yeah, and then you're like, yo, come around me the wrong way, and I'm you might get shot in the face, yeah. and then someone's gonna come around, <laughs> and you see the other like a set that has an issue with that set. They're not going to be like, yo, what up? And you'd be like, oh, dude, it's, it's just music. It's entertaining. It's a character I play. Yeah, right. What? Like, yeah. that's not going to be okay. And where this person was Just because Drake was on Nickelodeon doesn't mean the whole fucking rap game has changed. Right, exactly. And where, but even, like, even Drake, like, these people all know, like, if you look into their actual lives, there's a lot of security paid for. And it's not just ex-cops, like, to be around them. Sometimes it's people to sort of vouch for them places because the reality is you can't live a lie in rap music still and... Then and be good anywhere you go, and that was the point that I was making to this person. And just to bring it back to again the point I'm trying to make, which is that like if, I'd love for someone to sit here and have the conversation. Is this person kind of started getting personal, and I end up in a place where I'm like, I'm either going to come back personally and Crap say something, back. or I'm going to, or I'm just going to walk away. So instead, I just walk, walk away, away yeah. because I'm like, you know. And then the person was like, I, I don't have to it. give you credit for shit, and I'm laughing. I'm like, what's their credit worth? Like, <laughs> you, your credit is going to affect Facebook me. Facebook credit. Yeah, your credit's going to affect me. I heard the Russians are, are using that again, so it's probably fake anyway. Dude, you're it was something a bot. Else. What do you mean I'm something else? I try to talk about something that like means something to me, and you like you throw in like snarky little like sarcastic comments. No, I'm just saying it's Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't trust. Oh, yeah. how do you know that was that same person? Sure. Hold on, but the the kid from Northeastern was the one that you got in the beef with, or the other person? You said it was like they a, were both kids from Northeastern. So oh, like the okay. kid from Nor- one kid that posted it was a kid from Northeastern, and then the other kid was a kid that he was close with at Northeastern. They probably still close, right? That's gotcha. why he's writing something. It's like me and, and you. <laughs> <laughs> right, just went different, different it would be ways. exactly like that, except like they were like arguing about it, and I just kind of chimed in. Yeah, yeah, right. And and then like right away, it's like about like what I know and what I and I just you can't say like on you don't want to be that guy on the internet being like you might not know this thing about me, but like actually like I you know so no different than again with some of the stuff where I posted opinions that people didn't like on uh, on like Facebook or whatever, where people will kind of come at come at me like I want to be like I know you in real life, and you do not have the right. To, to talk to me like that. Yeah, like, yeah That's yeah. just not how, like, you can't, that's just, but there's levels the internet, of shit. You can. Right. I guess. But except that it's weird. It's like people know each other and like, then talk to each other. What percentage of people that talk shit on the internet do you actually run into in real life? You probably higher the percentage than a lot. Yeah, probably. But not a lot. No. I mean, obviously right. very small. Right. So, which brings me, by the way, so like, uh, you know, Carrie started. That's why started, like Twitter um, better, better anyway, because guess what? A debate, you got to be kind of concise. Facebook, you can go on for fucking days, right? True. Yeah, but I like that space because I like to like. Make I know, my but point. now you have a podcast, so you can have all the context right here. Yeah, you know, we should just do Avi's Facebook post for the week. We'll just run it back on Monday. And we're like, what would get Avi in trouble with random people 
Random people want to fight Avi because he said what? Hey, the thing is, like, they don't want to fight me. They just think that they can be disrespectful they fight you on the having internet. to Yeah, fight but they me. might want to fight you on the internet, get their own clout up, right? I don't know. You know, I don't know if necessarily think that it's a, a clout thing. So, by the way, that was, like, another thing that someone wrote to me, like, um, when, uh, <laughs> when the whole Kobe thing, which I don't want to get into again, um, but when the whole Kobe thing happened, somebody, like, came out, like, real hard. Um, actually, somebody who's, like, boys with Jake. Um, and was like, this guy was like, he kind of like, he came way, like way out of pocket, like unbelievable, like disrespectfully out of left field. And I kind of said like, you know, it's, it's a weird thing to say Listen to, someone, to the podcast. They have full context. Well, I said, it's like That's a weird, it's said. a weird thing to say to somebody that you like, you don't really know, like in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, well you just did it for likes. Cause that's all you ever do anything for or something. And I'm like, mm, here's the thing. If I have like a killer, like a pa- Facebook post that gets a ton of attention, we're talking like 100 likes in my yeah, life. Yeah. Like, I'm not one of those people that gets millions or, or thousands of likes. Which, by the way, those people don't have to be famous. Like, my cousin Brittany puts up, like, a post. Like, she put up, like, her engagement and got, like, hundreds of, oh, hundreds of, of likes. Course, yeah. Maybe thousands. Like, I was right. like, holy shit, how's that happen? Like, but, more than people I even know. Right. But the point is that, like, I'll serve more people than that off of the food truck at lunch today. Like, before I came here, like, I worked on the truck for the first time in a long time. And I'm like, I served more people a sandwich out the window yeah. than likes I got on Facebook. Like, I don't do... I don't say or do anything for Facebook likes. That's yeah, yeah. just not my life. But this cornball like felt the need to say that. Right. And like, what do you say to someone whose life is this big? Like, his life is this big. That's why to him, like, Facebook likes move things, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if that guy, if that guy was uh, was in the Boston Globe tomorrow, in the background of a photo, he'd be like texting his friends. Like his friends would text him, yeah, like, yeah. "Yo, saw you on the Globe." But the article's not about him. The picture's not about him, but like that's his life. Yeah, me, yeah. like if you see a picture of me in the Globe tomorrow and you text me about it, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I'll be like, you won't even text me because yeah. you'll be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, all right, it. it's Avi yeah. in the Globe, like right. it's whatever. And my point is like his life is this big. He's like coming at me like I shared an opinion on Facebook for attention. Like yeah, that's yeah. just not like I just, dude, I don't. If I wanted attention, I'll just post pictures of my kids every day on Facebook. I'll get a hundred oh, likes. People so will be like, cute. oh my god, your kids are amazing, yeah, and we'll just true. keep it there. I don't know, man. You people get a are dog corny. too. You know that gets likes. The dog is cute, and I never post pictures of him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that, with that guy. That rat. He's yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I don't care. I'm not going to defend Bomba on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Fuck you. You yeah. post the picture of Bomba. Somebody responds. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> I'll let Bomba handle them. That's the thing. Is Bomba's soft, but not as soft as some of those people. Um, I don't know. Did you see uh, right before we came on here, Harvey Weinstein uh, was convicted of rape. Rape? Huh. Yeah. I don't think anybody's shocked at that one. No. Nope. Um, What's the sentence? That's all I want to know. You know, that, yeah. Well, so the thing is, like, if I had to guess... Isn't he, like, a cripple now? Like, yeah, I've seen well, those pictures. Yeah, I don't know how much of that's no, real. Like, but obviously, listen, none I, of it's real. I, I think age-wise, he's got to be at a point where, like, no matter what they give him, like, he'll die in prison, my guess is. And I think he has more charges coming and everything, too. So, I mean, Harvey Weinstein, like, he's going to die in prison. I think the reason that people don't... I think... Well, would you agree that people don't get as worked up about, like, the Harvey Weinstein stuff and things as, like, the Kobe stuff or even the Cosby stuff? Uh, well... Cosby is the most prolific rapist in like U.S. history. Right, basically. but do you agree that people don't get as worked up about Harvey Weinstein as those two people? Just say I'm going somewhere. Right. Do you just agree okay. or disagree? No, I I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. Okay. So then, I, right. I think people get worked up at Weinstein. The the thing Weinstein has as a favor in his favor with uh, the public uh, perception, sure, is that even though it statistically happens a crazy crazy lot. Yep. If you have if you are in contact with your sexual assault after the fact, right? Like these girls still talk to them, still email them after the fact, okay. right? But that's normal, right? That's what the prosecutors argued. That's normal. Like this is normal behavior. So, right. I mean, that's but, part of his, but, that's uh, part of his victimization. Yeah. But publicly, 
people be like, oh, well, you're still going to talk to him after he rapes you. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're still, I think someone probably still had some sort of sexual activity with them. I don't know about I that. I don't think that's true. All right. But I, I haven't seen any of that. Contact. Yeah. Just uh, general contact. No, so you know here's I mean? where like, I was going to go with this. Because, like, now, dude, you're going to a place that I'm not sure about. I don't think there's do any mitigating what Harvey Weinstein did. Here's why I think people make no, less but, of a deal. Uh, publicly, though, you don't think that makes a difference? No, like, not even. Like, nope. Zero percent. You, you trade hundreds of emails with zero this guy percent. after. Yeah, zero percent. Right. Yeah, I actually would argue that that's part of that's part of the monster. You're that one he person is. in the public, though. Sure, I'm another. Okay. Yeah. No, actually, you're I, I actually agree with your okay. Point you're of view, though. you're but entitled saying, to your opinion, but no. But anyway, I don't. I didn't mean to bring up like whether or not we think what he like rationally what we think he did mitigates no, versus Cosby. Did. My point is Cosby, Kobe. Like what people are, are angry about is that that stuff like gets like a little bit more media attention and stuff. The Harvey Weinstein happened and then it kind of went away. And even today, like this won't get Kobe like coverage. And all I was going to say is well, but the reason is because Kobe there's no, rede- no, it's not just about size, like how big the person is. It's because there's no, what people that, that are mad about Kobe's name getting brought up or even Cosby or whatever, or Michael Jackson, what they're not understanding is the reason that's such a big deal to people is because of the grayness of it. Because there's this person who I idolize and is so great in this way, and then there's this thing about them that I can't live with. Whereas, like, a Harvey Weinstein, we there know. isn't that other half. Yeah, yeah. No, there isn't the other half. Like, we don't give a fuck about him. Yeah, like, right. I don't care. He made movies. So do oh, lots of other yeah, people. He's sure. a complete squirrel and a complete scumbag and a piece of garbage. Yeah. It doesn't tear me apart as a person. Right. It makes me go, like, uh, jail forever. Like, is there a person in America, Harvey Weinstein's mother, if she's alive, is probably like, yeah, send him to jail for life. Yeah. Like, no one is like, I don't know. He yeah. made these couple movies yeah, with Matt right. Damon. Look, no, everyone's like, cut and dry, piece of shit, yeah. send him away forever. True. So, no, Oprah won't make it. I saw someone today posted it and was like, when they announced it, they were like, you think Oprah will make a documentary about this? Nope, I don't. You know why? Because no one gives a fuck. Because it's real cut and dry. Yeah. He's a horrible rapist who belongs him. in fucking jail. If they do, it'll this be more about, the, about everything. It'll be more about the victims. But the thing, even you could bring R. Kelly into this. The thing that where it becomes so gray is that, that we're talking about people who we've who we've lionized in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, right. No one ever was like a, a you fan up to of Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, you looked right. up to no one was ever. I watched the Cosby Show every day when I was young. You right, know what I mean? and even with R. Kelly, it's like he's like the easiest one for like no one supports him. Right, but we still all like his music, and yeah. that's hard for us because it's like I don't know. Can I listen to Ignition and 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 accept also that this guy's a terrible person? And so. That's where the, that's it's the human hey, you trauma, know one of my it's the boss, tragedy. One of my bosses uh, worked on Best of Both Worlds. It's a great album. Legit. Great album. Um, well, it is a great album. Great album. You know what's funny? Probably the best verse on that entire album from R. Kelly is uh is him singing an old Jay Z verse. Oh, from yeah, that yeah, song, yeah. "Girl, You Got a Little Body," yada yada, and he comes in and he's like, <laughs> "You never make me sweat the next bitch in need." Blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's just singing. You know, you got to be thoroughly respected by me. Yeah. He's just singing. A Jay-Z verse. And that's the best verse he has on the whole thing. I mean, that's the thing. Whoever wrote R. Kelly's lyrics, probably R. Kelly, I don't know. Other than, like, I Wish, which even has some weird shit in it. Like, lyrically, it's all weird stuff. Like, I, I have zero issues accepting fully that this guy was everything they say he is. Oh, yeah, given yeah. that, like, his lyrics are weird. Like, this is just a dude who has, like, a sex obsession and is kind of a creepy predator who then also has a beautiful voice. Like, what are you going to do about it? I yeah. mean, the guy's a creep. Yeah. I like boys to men better anyway. But uh, of course, oh, uh, they're everywhere now. Why? What, they sang the national anthem at the All Star game or something. Uh, they did something, something at Kobe's. Diesel. They did something at Co- oh, at the Kobe, Kobe tribute. Yeah, that's what. It was. Um, and then yeah, they and also the Grammys that yeah. night or whatever. And then like, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Marlon. They were no. on, they, oh, yeah, you they, they, they had just been on the show Marlon. It's dude. It's it's an incredible show. Um, they had just been on the show Marlon too. So like, there's got to be something going on if it's a new album or whatever. But the weird part is, there's only three of them. 
What happened to the fourth one? Was there always four? I don't know. There were always I, four. You know, I'm pretty sure I asked Kara this, and I forget what her answer was. Got you. So anyway, uh, <laughs> but were there four? Carrie, Carrie Byrne. I need, I need the Fresh Prince to come back. Maybe. Carrie Byrne started a Facebook group. This is like a very Facebook-centric podcast episode. I know. What the fuck? Um, Carrie started a... Um, but again, you know the Russians are interfering in an election. I know. I know that. I'm very aware. No, but what are they doing? They're supporting Bernie. No, but How? I don't know. Is it Facebook ads? I don't know. I keep I seeing this. Russians are still doing it. Trump should still go to jail. Sure. Uh, the election hasn't happened. Guess what? You don't have to read this. Yo, I got something for you. You're going to lose your mind here. Uh, Kyle is going to cry. Not Kyle Crucius. Uh, um, Kyle O'Connor is going to like like he's going to lose his mind. He's going to he's going to he's going to demand to come on this saves, podcast. If he saves uh, if he saves screenshots of things that I've written on the internet, he'll save this this piece. He's going to snip this up. He's going to be it's going to be his ringtone. I found a way that, that I would vote for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Finally, after all this time, I found a way, like, in this scenario, I would vote for Donald Trump. Because Bernie Sanders if is, Bernie is Israel? Is the, if Bernie opposes him. Is it because of Israel? Yeah, it's because of Israel. Specifically, it is. yeah. I knew it would be. That, honestly, like, I don't understand as a, as a country how we're going to get behind. So there's two, two aspects. You've had very complicated uh, conversations with your friends about Israel and uh, America's defense of Israel, too, so, in the past. So I I've been there, and I don't know enough about it, but I've seen you guys kind of get so, into it. So I'm somebody that believes, like, so I carry a passport for both countries, and I don't believe that, I, I don't believe in in voting with my American citizenship and if it takes into You're account a global Israel. citizen? Like, no, no. I'm saying, like, I don't vote. When I cast a ballot for an American politician, I take into account how I think they're going to be for America, not for yeah. Israel. I actually have always kind of had for an the issue. Children. I've kind of always had an issue. That's the kind of stuff that derails an important point. Is no, like, no, no, like, no. For the children. What you does that said mean? that. You said that to me before. But I don't want. I want Adina to grow up in a world where Hillary Clinton was pre- that, a woman was president. Right. That did matter. Okay. okay so, so make that, that point that, instead of just saying for the children. Like that well, doesn't. It's further for your children. What do you mean? All right. Anyway, Bernie you don't Sanders. Gonna, just because I give you quips, you don't get to get so mad. So the at reason me, that I would. The reason that I. I'm bringing something very much in favor of of taking into account his stance on Israel in this case isn't just because, like, isn't as an Israeli, isn't being like, well, is he good for Israel? Is he not good for Israel? But it's as an American, I don't think him being bad for Israel is okay. And the fact that he, I don't like this, like, very comfortable anti-Semitism that's been, that's become okay among people like Tlaib and um, AOC, AOC and Omar. And it's like, I'm sorry, but I don't have an issue with, with where Omar or Tlaib um, or their families come from. I don't have an issue. I don't wish poor – I don't wish anything terrible on them or their families or their families back home. Um, to me, that vitriol they feel so comfortable sharing about Israel is – it's unfounded and, quite honestly, it's unbecoming of a statesperson. So it's like you're an elected official from Minnesota. You should – people should not have to listen to your opinions on Israel. You, you have – Almost no say whatsoever. And let's just be fair. They're biased opinions based on your background, right? Their like, background, yeah. like, for me, let's be really clear. Well, if you have family back there, you, ha- you can give your opinion just because you're a state. I understand that you're, they're an American politician, right? But, like, if you became a politician, right, yep. and you have family in Israel, sure. you're going to have opinions. What, you're not supposed to say those publicly? I think you have to very – I think – and I don't plan to be a politician at any point. But really? I think I, – yeah, really, I don't. But, um, but I think that you would have to – I would have to be very careful to recognize my own biases. Yeah. Oh, and, of course. And, and, and stay away yeah, from – Yeah, they don't care. Them. They'll just say what I And yeah. that's my point is that, like, you're, you're a congressperson from Minnesota. The fact that you have, like, some family in an, in an Arab nation does not give you 
it, it should give you pause about sharing your opinion on Israel because your opinion is extremely colored, biased yeah. and it's colored and it, and it shouldn't and it shouldn't it shouldn't be said. And so, like, by the way, the same way that Bernie Sanders, I think, is is a little bit overcompensating. I think he's like, I'm a Jewish candidate. And I happen to lean left on Israeli politics, so I should be out there and calling out Israel. And it's like, Bernie, you are— Is it really left, though? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't left and right politicians mostly support Israel throughout history? But when I say left, I mean, like, Israeli left. Like, like, like he leans towards two-state solution. Yeah, right. He leans towards peace. And by the way, so like, the thing is, like, if you press me on my Israeli politics, my Israeli politics are complicated. I would They're say not- it's never going to be fixed unless it's a one-state solution. So I don't agree with that. I no? don't. No, I, listen, I, I come... Don't they both want the Holy Land? Not exactly. They both want parts of Jerusalem, which, again, when you say things like the Holy Land... Like that's the I know, most but people there's are, a lot of Holy Land. No, right, right. But so when you say Holy Land, like, the term Holy Land has come to be Israel. Um, no, the, the reality is, and, like, I, look, it's a complicated situation that I don't feel comfortable um, giving, like, a very short opinion on, and, and then especially if you're going to keep interjecting with, like, with misinformation. Well, I don't want you to go on for a fucking half hour it's about it. literally I what we're here for. I, but, it's literally listen, what we're here for. But you can't just give your, like, I'm, I'm no, a I layman like your, American. I here. like your opinions, but when you go, you like, quit. Holy Land, Holy, I feel like I have to clarify more than I can explain. But my, my point is, no, here's, here's, Facebook. Here's, the, the here's the shortest explanation of how a two-state solution would work, and this is not me saying that that's 100% where I'm at, but it's something I'm open to, is there are, at, there are parts of Jerusalem that, although they are under Israeli control, are not, is, are not Israeli-occupied. Like, yeah, you would cede to Palestine. Uh, like, it, right. Like, basically, for all intents and purposes today, like, the Arab quarter is, is unsafe a lot of times. for Like, you're not going there at night anyway, so let them have it. And I think most Israelis, most secular um, middle-of-the-road Israelis are like, wait, we just give that up and we don't have to we don't have to give the resources to this country anymore. We don't have to police it anymore. We can secure our border and not allow people through as day workers anymore. And we can just have a normal life and they can have a normal life. I'm down. Like at the end of the day. Would they go for that though too? Who would who? I mean, would either side go for that? So the problem I mean, is, well would Palestine go for that? Let's well, just so, say, like, is that their number one beef like as far as land? So I think a big problem that that the Americans don't understand is that the Palestinians, who, by the way, like are in two different places that are separate from each other, which yeah. makes things even more complicated. Right, of course, yeah. But in any border the, is going to be a right, problem. But the Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank are no different than Israelis, and they're no different than Americans in that there is no Palestinian opinion. There is no Israeli opinion. Um, they're divided just like we're divided as a country on yeah, what to do. of course. And the reality is that, that the loudest voices on both sides, on the Israeli side and on the Palestinian side, are fanatics. So do I think the average person... Like just Joe Blow off the street living in Gaza would prefer uh, a solution where like you don't give us anything, but but you don't control us anymore, and we can have our own government and our own life, and, but we have peace. Yes, without a doubt. I mean, your average Joe Blow Palestinian is just like not throwing per- rocks at the border. Definitely not. Like it's just a person. I mean, by the way, some of them may be throwing rocks at the border, but for the same reason, like. If you have nothing, <laughs> well, right. If you have nothing, like you have nothing to lose, right? Like you have nothing to lose, and not just nothing to lose. Like if you have nothing, you have to. If you don't protest, yeah, you have like, to fight, it. right? Like if you're the average Israeli right now, you're annoyed by the situation, and, and maybe sometimes in some ways you feel unsafe. But you live in the fastest country in the world to go from developing to developed. You've got stuff. They they call Israel a poor country with rich people. Like the way the economic system works, like people have. And they have good lives, and, they, and the weather's nice. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you, you don't 
you'd have to be pretty fanatic on the Israeli side to go protest, right? Because, yeah. like, in general, like, you might no, be no. like, hey, I feel this way, but right. it's like me or you. Like, we can't, dude, I got stuff to do. Palestinians, like, if you have nothing, then you have to protest. Right. But what I'm saying is they've become the pawns of terrorist organizations, no different than Israeli politics have been controlled in certain aspects by fanatic Orthodox Jews. And what the average American doesn't understand is um, go talk to, like, your five closest friends and then just assume that there's a group of six people in Gaza or the West Bank or a group of six people in Israel that are the same way. They might have strong opinions in a circle, yeah. but they all just want normal lives. Right, right, right. And, and that's what I wish that – so my point is what Bernie doesn't understand when he, when he articulates things the way he does is that publicly having the American presidential candidate coming down on Israel removes the leverage that is needed to, to, ha- to ever have peace. You cannot weaken the Israeli government and then expect peace. You have to strengthen the Israeli government and maybe even – so you can't strengthen the Palestinian government because the Palestinian government is terrorist control. Right. You have to strengthen the Palestinian people. You have to have the yeah. Palestinian people and the Israeli government both feel strong. And then you might be able to make a peace agreement. When the Israeli government doesn't feel strong and is shitted on by the American right. and government. Right. And they're like, fuck you. We, you know, we'll just do what we want. And this is our land. Get the right. fuck out then, of here. Then they, right. we, don't want, we don't even want your help anymore. Right. And so, honestly, I do think, like, I read somewhere that there are polls that suggest that if, that if Bernie were to be the candidate, that for the first time, the Jewish vote would go Republican. And only after I saw Bernie come out against AIPAC did I feel that way. Because I finally was to a point where, and by the way, let's be clear, like, there are American Jews that are going to hear this. There are American Jews that I interact with. APAC. Um, right. And who, who would be like, fuck you. You're going you're gonna to um, side with Trump just because of this, blah, blah. I side with this. Here's what I would say to them is, you are not well, Israeli. A very important issue for you. Sure. Let you me be clear I mean? to them. You are not Israeli. Like, you are a Jew. Right. And, and do I, as another Jewish person, judge you for the fact that you don't side with Israel? Um, yes, I do. I yeah. want to be clear. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. But you are not Israeli. See, I have friends that are Israeli right. and lean extremely left. Okay? Close friends. My, my God, the person I call my godfather, his daughters, one in particular who's brilliant. She's incredibly intelligent. She's educated like beyond where I'll ever get. And she leans so far left on this. But I respect she's her young. right, too. She's young. No, she, well, she's older than me. Oh. But, but the point is that right. – but it's not, my point is it's not her youth. Yeah, yeah. It's, her, it's her true, honest, educated opinion. And she's an Israeli. So I'm like, you're entitled to that then. I respect that opinion. I don't agree with it, but I respect it yeah. because you have the right to it. If you're an American Jew with no ties to Israel and then you express your opinion as though your Jewishness makes it valid. Make, makes you Israeli. I'm like, you're not. Right. You're not. So, like, yeah, you will side with, you will side with the Democrats over Trump because – of your American politics, they don't just come first, they come only. Right. See, me, they come first. Yeah. And in most cases, they come only. But at some point, if it starts to be about, like, I know that no matter who we elect, me, my family, my kids, you, Kara, like, everybody I care about is going to be cool. Right. Like, I know that. Yeah. Um, there are issues in our country that I care about that won't be cool. But I know that, that the people I love will be cool. And so... I don't trust. That I don't trust that putting Israeli Israel. Friends. I don't. I don't trust that putting my twenty-six first cousins in Israel and my my eight aunts and uncles and their spouses at, in jeopardy is something that I can that I can like be okay with. Right. And I would hate, God forbid, anything like if Israel's position got weakened by Bernie Sanders' um, presidency? presidency. And I can't look my family in the face and say, "Yeah, I, I 
yeah, I, I voted for that guy then. Right. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Bernie changes. Like maybe somebody gets, maybe maybe he stops listening to just Sean King. Do you know who Sean King is? Uh, you asked me this another podcast, dude. I you have to look up Sean King because like he posted something about Malcolm X the other day. Um, well, let me finish the point about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> point is that I can't like if he stops surrounding himself with people like Sean King and. Um, Omar yeah, right. and AOC. He's not, well, that's not going to happen. So right, it won't. But but I but I'm just saying, like just like I've said to people before, I root for AOC Trump. will be like the most like popular politician in America if Bernie gets elected. I not pop, that, not popular, sure. most powerful. Sure, but uh, that's not true either. What do you but, mean? But Bernie's completely like aligned with her. Uh, I mean, she used to work for him. So, but do you know how much attention she gets every tweet? She gets a lot of attention. She's, but but can, we, can we just say though, because this is where like this is where I I, I need you to be as rational about things like Bernie as I try to be about Trump, which is I wake up every day rooting for Trump. Like I don't I'm not one of those people that like goes to the internet hoping he fucked up. I know. Yeah. I'm like, let's find like all right, hopefully so any day, every day, he has the opportunity to redeem himself with me. So when I say hopefully Bernie hears this, like when you're like, oh he won't no, no, no he probably he won't, won't though. he probably won't he's been the same not. person for sixty years. Well let me be clear. A lot of who he's been for those sixty years have not been anti Israel and I don't have an issue with. Like no, I love to me it's it's a shame that he takes these stances and that he's, that he's so bad for small business owners and so bad for Israel because do I love the fact – would I love to see a guy in the White House who doesn't just now, because it's politically cool, say, say he's in favor of civil rights but actually used to sit in and get arrested for it? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm with that. Like, yeah, he has been the same person for 60 years. That part I respect. The part that I don't respect is that now he's changing. It's like he lost an election. Now he's like looking and going, how do I get even further radical? How do I align myself with the, the loudest people in the room? So it's like I don't even know if Bernie is really as anti-Israel as he's coming off. It's just that like he's AOC, Talib, Omar, yes, like course. he needs those people now. Right. And so like – but I'm not with that. And um, so to, to go back to the Sean King thing, um, you got to read up on it. You, like you need the context. But Sean King like – I don't even think that he's he – He's like a what, political – Commentator? I mean, I don't know if you'd call him. He's he's part community organizer, part uh, commentator. He was involved with like the where do you come Black. across him? I mean, so well, like, so you see on, shit he posted on Facebook. He or has like a um, like a website and like a social media like um, platform. Yeah, so yeah. like I see him on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. People know but, who he is. Yeah. Um, and so like he was one of the one of the I don't know if he was one of the founders, but he was one of the voices of the Black Lives Matter movement. All right. All right. And then he. Um, he oh yeah, yeah, I actually do know who you're okay. talking about. And so he's he doesn't. It's, never, it's not like he never says something I agree with. It's just that he has gone further and further and further radical on his opinions. So he posted something the other day um, on the date of, uh, I think it was the date of Malcolm X's death. Um, and I don't know how much you know about Malcolm X. So. Uh, you know what? It's funny. Like, within the last six months, I've read a lot about him, actually. Did you read his autobiography ever? Yeah, he worked in Boston. You know that? I'm very aware. He read, uh, oh. Interesting and fact. With Ho Chi Minh. At Omni Parker House. Yeah. yeah. I was about to tell you that. Um, yep. With Ho Chi Minh. Um, yeah, they used to call him Detroit Red. He used to rob, yeah, yeah. date white women and rob houses in yeah. uh, in Boston. But well, he became a lot less radical towards the end of his life. So a lot more, he evolved as a person. Yeah, and that was what I was going to bring up. Is so, so I wanted to post to Sean King because a lot of people that are Afrocentric. So I took my college degree is ethical, social, and political philosophy with a focus on race and racism as part of like my coursework. I studied um, the civil rights movement in depth, and um, I came to the conclusion that. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is probably the greatest American that ever lived, and that Malcolm X was a a was on his way to being an incredibly uniting, powerful figure. Oh, for sure. And so he was executed, right? I mean, yeah. so it's funny. Sean King wrote, "They took him from us," but I hope he means like Farrakhan and his movement. Yeah, right. Um, 
Who was still by love. Right, because they, right, and by the way, vicious anti-Semites. Vicious anti-Semites. But the point that I'm trying to make is that Malcolm X, before the time of his death, had, did you or did you not read his autobiography? You did or you didn't? Malcolm X? Yeah. No, I have not. So it's it's incredible. Read it. Learn about his his, Right after the war on normal people, Andrew Yang's book. That's fine. You can read that. But um, to me, I'll say that like I would go the other way on that because I think you'll under- I think you can better look at how modern revolutionaries operate by by understanding how previous revolutionaries worked. And so Malcolm X, like to read his autobiography, he he gives you a re- it's really well done and he gives you a real insight intentionally or unintentionally into how his psyche evolved. And, you know, he was he was angry. He was. His childhood wasn't good. Yeah, angry youth. He was, yep. he was an angry youth. He, he sort of evolved into this like sort of criminal. He then learned in jail. He was sort of made to blame white people for that, mm-hmm. um, partially fairly and partially unfairly. Um, it's going to Mecca and seeing white right. people where he realizes it's American. It's the American system of white power yeah. that's the issue, not white people by skin. And he comes to the realization that hating all white people because they look like that is just like them hating black people that look right. like this. And so it's not a tenet of Islam. Right. And he writes in the final chapter of his autobiography, he writes that the, the biggest regret of his career, maybe he said of life was he's walking to the university of Michigan and this blonde haired girl walks up to him and she says, Mr. X, I'm a big fan of, of your movement. What can I do to help? And he said, he looked her in the face and he laughed and he said, help you're the problem. And he says that like that's the biggest regret of his life because he realized that he could only achieve what he wanted to achieve by including anyone that believed in what he believed in, not prejudging them based on what they looked like. And what I wanted to write to Sean King, but you can't on the internet interact with him. He's he's he first of all he doesn't respond a ton because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's truly like his focus. That's is another not, comment on his post. Well, or whatever, you well know, his foc- not- his focus is not engagement. His focus is on inciting if you read it by the way like he oddly enough he gets killed for this by by his own supporters which i respect the fuck out of them for this he oddly supports a lot of people um who seem to be sexual predators like he'll it's actually kind of a, a weird trend he he basically looks at a story and i don't think he quite has like a mission and a judgment and like don't think he quite understands what fits what he's trying to do yeah and so he'll just like anything that like he can claim is unjust he will um, and so, and, and by the way, he's super close to Bernie. So like, he's like in Bernie's like, like Bernie and him are together on every campaign tra- trail. Oh, yeah. Um, Bernie, he's the reason why Bernie's getting the black vote out. And by the way, I would argue that to some degree that he's part of the reason that Pete Buttigieg is, is not getting any black support is because Sean King is very aggressively anti-Pete and he's in all these campaign stops, like his rallies, he's appealing to that base with anti-Pete rhetoric. And so, if Pete has questions in his background, which I'm not saying he doesn't, it certainly doesn't help that Sean King is targeting him. Um, yesterday, uh, Sean King went like on the offensive about Klobuchar. Um, so, and by the way, last time around, Sean King is, is is one of the voices credited with taking Hillary down in certain segments because he was so angry how things went for Bernie. Bernie, yeah. So he he is a very well, he should be vi- sure. <laughs> so I agree with that. But again, like he then has to. Yeah. He has to accept his role in Trump getting elected. And he can say, by the way, I would respect it saying, so what? Yes, I'm one of the reasons Trump got elected. Right. Fuck you. You shouldn't have taken this away from Bernie. Cool. Do you. Yeah, but yeah. don't say no. Don't say no, I'm not. Ber- Bernie in four years was more important to him than uh, Hillary that year. Right. And, and fine. That, that's a fine stance. And I'm OK with it if, if he's. But if when you he own just, it. But when he just sits and he's an- 
aggressively anti-Trump every day too. Yeah, yeah. You go, all so right, man. You like, do you both ways? Yeah, like yeah. at some point, get your shit straight. But when he wrote about Doc, uh, about Malcolm X, I wanted to I wanted to write to him like, Sean. Since they took him from here's him. an appeal to you from somebody like I I want to sound like the girl at the University of Michigan right now. I want to say to you like there are people out here that want to embrace your central message. If you'd get away from the other shit, like for example, like the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you think Black Lives Matter? Yeah, me right. too. It's one of those um, things. Me too. Um, no one. Do I think nobody will disagree? Do I think that? that? Well, no. So I hate when you do that. You're wrong. You're no. wrong. There are people that disagree with that. No, you are. And by the way, that's a very quiet. I'm not saying that you do this because like, to do I this. I mean, what do you mean though? I'm not saying that yeah, you. All right, yes. I know you Some well enough to know that you're not. I know you. I know you are not a bigoted person, and I know that you're cool with anybody in all ways. So I know you're not being hateful when you say that. But it's a very quietly bigoted thing to be like. Everyone agrees with this. Not true. There all are right. people that don't believe. <laughs> yes, I understand. Okay. Uh, listen, it's not. Uh, my point is, it's sure. not like you know, eighteen oh one and right. slaves are. But okay. by the way, like, like let's be clear, like all lives matter w- was was a very specific. Like I wasn't yes. okay with so that. Like anti, yes. right, right. But, I get it. But anyway, so Black Lives Matter, like if they were inclusive, if they were inclusive, and they were like, then they would find people like me being like, yeah, man, like just about everything you're arguing happens, I know happens, and I have a problem with, and I'm with you on. When you get like militant and violent. Which, by the way, I don't want to act like I don't understand. I do. Like, look, man. Like, if I lived in a na- in a neighborhood where I had to wonder if a police officer might hurt my child, yes, dude, you can't talk me off of that ledge. I'd be violent and angry. But still, the problem is inciting violence. Right, is like, don't you help. think? Don't you think Dr. King was angry? Yeah. Like, don't but, you think on some days he just wanted to like fuck somebody up? Yeah. But he looked at it and was like, "Where we're trying to go, I need. I can't do that." I mean, if you think about it, Dr. King, in death, did. Like did more for the civil oh. rights movement. So the reality in jail. is, <laughs> well, writing letters in jail. I mean, have you ever read Letter, letter for Birmingham Jail? Of course, it's probably the greatest piece I've ever read. Um, and by the way, and, and we can switch topics on this, but uh, and we got to end it in a second. But um, what he wrote in Letter from Birmingham Jail that stays with me forever, and I think it should be applied to everyone across. We call it the veil of ignorance in philosophy. Is he says, I am proud of being black. Not in so much as I would rather be black than be white, but in so much as I would not rather be white than be black. That's how everyone should approach everything. Like, man, like, I love being straight. Like, I love it. I love it so fucking much. Not in that I'd rather be straight than be black. Not in that I'd rather be straight than be black. I mean, be be straight (laughs) than be gay. But in so much as I wouldn't rather rather be gay. And vice versa. Like, I love being white. Just in so much that I love who I am. But I don't, I don't look at it and be like, man, I'm glad I'm not black or Hispanic or whatever. I love being Jewish. Right. And like, if I was Christian, I have Christian family, I'd be happy to be that. Like, everyone should just be like, hey, man, I'm really happy to be me. Yeah. In a way that's like, I don't think it's better than what you are. And, but, I also, but it's also not less. Like, we're just all like, hey, like you know, you are you, I'm me. We're all whatever. And I, and I think Dr. King, like, even in a dark place, sitting in a jail cell, appealing to local clergy, had had the brilliance to say that and to understand it. Like, whereas, Doc, you know, at that time, that's when Malcolm X was saying things like, you think we're colored, you turn purple, yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. Turn, and it's like, man, somebody like who's white and agrees with you can't help but be offended. They can't help but be offended. If they had uh, 10 more years together, they would have been completely aligned probably. Without a doubt. And by the way, they are the yin and the yang that was necessary to achieve difference. Malcolm was the threat that kept you from walking on, on – uh, Martin and Martin was the proof that we aren't what you say we are when you attack Malcolm. Right. Like if the two of them aren't doing their thing at the same time, yeah. then either Martin just gets steamrolled, right, or Malcolm just gets like, see, you are exactly what yeah. we say you are. They're both the enemy instead of one of them. 
Right. I mean, Martin got the cameras turned on from the world, so people couldn't just steamroll the whole movement, in- inclusive of both them and the Black Panther leaders. And Malcolm was the was the hidden threat that, like, listen, there's a lot of us, and you can't ju- you. It's one thing to, to blow fire hoses at us, but you burn down too many houses, you burn too many crosses. We're going to stop putting people in trees or else some shit's going to happen. And those two things made for a very, a very positive and productive conversation. It actually, ironically, I didn't do this on purpose, but brings us back to the, the, the in-face conversation versus the internet. I don't have to be a tough guy and smack you in the face. You just need to think that it's possible. You just need to sit here and feel like if I said this, Right. It could go that way, and then we can have a civil conversation. And the problem with the internet is there is no second part. There's no threat. I can't reach through the computer and grab you. Yeah, right. So you get you, so there's no one checking your recklessness because you weren't raised to check your own recklessness. Right. Like nobody thinks it's acceptable. No rational person thinks it's acceptable to say fuck you to someone on the internet. Right. This but is, people are crazy on the internet, man. Yeah. Well, this is where I say, um, whoa, 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 that's not that, that's, that's not true. There's people people do think that. And I said that on purpose. Well, the, the point is actually you're right. Some people do think that's okay. Yes. You know. By the way, the people that say that to me, like the person specifically that said "fuck you," if Trump wrote "fuck you" to somebody coming at him, this he's person like, would be the loudest voice, being like, "That guy's irrational. This, that guy's off the fucking." He's like, this he's has what? no place how in can America. He be, how can he be the leader of the free world? It's like, dude, you wrote "fuck you" to someone on the internet, someone who you only know in professional settings. Like, if I came back from that and I said, "Fuck me," when I see you, blah blah blah, blah yeah. right? People would be like, "Oh my god, Avi's insane." Don't go to his food truck. Don't yeah. eat at his restaurants. Yeah, Don't right. buy beer from him. It'd be crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, Brody, you They'd said be right. fuck you. you. You said fuck you. <laughs> See, where does that help your agenda? Like, in what way are you like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. that's a good We'd probably be right. It's not going to get you going. See, and you... Right, li- right towards the end. If, See, if you had the healthy fear that I might smack you... Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. We've actually, we, I don't know, we've ever come to blows? Maybe. Maybe once. No, first. you tried to fight me once. Did I? Did yeah. I take my shirt off? No, I don't think so. Uh, I was like 90 pounds and you're like, fuck you. No, the thing is, I would never want to fight you. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't want to fight you because in a fight, the thing that you learn, you've, I don't think you've ever really been, have you ever been in a fight? That's not, I don't want to. Been in a fight? Um, no. So here's the thing about a fight. Toss my brothers around a few yeah. times. So here's the thing about like a real fight. Yeah, no, I know. No, it, and it takes really getting older to understand this if you've been, and, and being in them to realize that you never, you don't win a fight. Because, like, if, if you fuck someone up, you're a bad person. I got, I got facts behind And me. you might get in trouble. And if someone hits you, it sucks. So, like, getting into a fight, there's no winner in a fight. People that get into a fight are people that can't get, can't get out of it without the fight. Yeah, right? Right, like, right, like, right? Like, that's the thing is you're too smart. Like, you don't need to. But the point is I wouldn't want to fight you because, like, A, okay, if I win this fight, like, I'm going to feel like a piece of shit. I have no and more B, I'm not convinced that I would win this fight. Like, I wouldn't want to fight you. You have long arms. You're quick. Like, I don't want to fight you. <laughs> I get the reach. Um, just like that boxing match. And night. more importantly, the one time you tried to fight me, I was wrong. So, like, I, I pride myself on being sure. someone that, like, if I'm wrong, like, what am I going to do? If I lose the fight, then I got to be like, now I was wrong and I got mad. Hold on. And if I beat you up, Hold then on, I have to pause. be like. A minute and nobody's going to believe that you said that. I'm just going to. What? Cl- that I admit I was wrong? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm just gonna, that's going to be the video I put out. Dude, how do you not I'll know be, me very I'll well? I'll be just on loop. All I do is admit that I'm wrong. I, that's, that's the thing is, I mean. What percentage are you wrong? 50%. 50%? I mean, wow. you know, think about this. Like, any two times, any time two people disagree. There's probably a likelihood, like each one, fifty percent chance. Right? Yeah, but you, there's more than a fifty percent chance that you think you're wrong. I mean, right? No, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not. It, listen, I'm no, not right, really right, wrong fifty percent of the time. I mean, <laughs> well, no, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, walking it back. My point is, I'm just saying, like, there's a fifty percent chance I'm wrong because I'm. I don't know. Because there's two to, people, and we'd have to look at, or no, because there's two possibilities, right yeah. and wrong. Right. So, I don't know if I'm right or wrong fifty percent. I'm just saying when I say something, 
I feel I pride myself on being like the quickest person to admit he's wrong. So my point is like I think it was like I you know I just I'm competitive. We were playing a fucking drinking game. I was being a dickhead, and I was being a dickhead in particular to Kara. And you decided to be like, hey, you can't just be a dickhead to Kara. And I was being a dickhead. So what am I going to do? Be like, yo, let's fight. A lot more than I did. I remember it well because I was wrong and because you were right and because you called me on it. And I pride myself on being someone that like ego in that moment would be like, oh, you're going to check me? Like, fuck you. Yeah. Being a grown up is about going like, the greatest like night of our lives. yeah. Oh, it actually this was that night of that that great party, that yeah. flip cup party. But the point is, like, ego and being a grown up is about going like, oh, it, let's not get mad at someone for checking you. Let's accept that you're wrong. Yeah, like, right. oh, this person just checked you because you needed to be. Like, if you cut someone off and they throw you the middle finger, instead of getting mad, they threw you the finger. Be like. I throw the middle finger too. Like fuck yeah. me, like that dude. How you often know? do you beep at people on the road? Never. I'm not that guy. Never. At all. I'm not I that guy. Never do it. I'm not that guy. Like I'm like, what if I get killed because I beat this right. somebody? And here's the thing: at some point, don't you get to a point in your life where you're like, I'm only gonna do things that lead to like where I'm trying to get. And like once, what do you, like? I, if I ever blow my horn, it's because like I think you don't see me or something, and I'm trying to make you aware of me. Yeah, yeah. Like beeping at you because you just did something I don't like doesn't help any of us. Well, the, I'll do it once. And I, if you're behind somebody and you, they're obviously looking at their phone for a, a no, thirty second green, right. like that's the only acceptable time because it lets them know like you'll keep it moving. But yeah. no, but beeping. You gotta at assume somebody, that everybody's looking at their phone anyway. Not anymore, it's man. As perfect. of today, no, oh, as talking of on the phone, but still, yeah. everybody's still. You pull up to any red light, two lanes, the person next to you. Yeah, always. but oh, so by the way, I've part, been turning mine. Part on. of the law that started yesterday. Um, in Massachusetts here is that now it's completely More regulation. You can't be on your phone. You can't even be on the phone. It has to be to- totally uh, hands-free. And the craziest part about that is uh, it, the law specifically states like even if you're at a red light. So like even if you're, even if you're in a stopped car at a red light, you can't be checking your phone. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, the, I get why they did this. They did it because like the whole like texting and shit was impossible for cops to police because you could just be like, oh, I was, I was I just was checking my call. Or yeah. I, I was just, uh, so now they're just like, how about this? Don't touch your fucking phone. Yeah, right. And it sucks because like, I'm a really solid driver and, and like, I can check my phone and I'm always getting calls and stuff. Nah, but, but you shouldn't though. Yeah, I know I shouldn't. And I won't now. I mean, shit, they just passed the law. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I'll stop you. Dude, today, I drove. Dude, that's, a, hold on, real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still get a little wild, but. Anybody like with kids who drive, I'm like, oh my, like they shouldn't even have phones. Like, you know what I mean? Because just all these kids with the f- texting nonstop. I know. You're like, you know, that's so dangerous. Right. Like, at the, at the end of the day, it's like so first dangerous. you got to put in the work and learn to be a great driver before you can be swerving all over the road on your fucking phone. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's no, right. No, it's, it's stupid. And uh, next time you see the chubby check be coming down fucking like 95, be like, oh shit. Avi's probably texting again. Uh, that would, yeah, I mean, I don't drive the truck very often. Um, <laughs> but either way, it is like a new commitment of mine to be like, just stay off your phone. Yeah, just throw um, it in the backseat. There's nothing shit. that can be. I just, I'm, I live like when it comes to like my anxiety. I know. Uh, and, and we do an hour podcast. Phone. You're checking your phone. Well, I had, yeah, like, I, dude, I've gotten like, look, I just got like a catering order and it came back with a message saying like, you didn't respond. And like, it's like an automated thing. What if you responded, fuck you, would they still give you the catering order? All right, back. Fuck you. That's right. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't do that in my professional life. I don't do that with staff. I don't do that with vendors. I don't do that with customers. I just don't treat people that way. When's the last like blow up you got into then? Uh, like in person. If it had to be personal, not business. Uh, it definitely wasn't business. Like I don't blow up at people in business. Um, like it depends on what you mean by blow. Up. Like how bad would something have to be to be blow up? Like like you got in a good argument with somebody. Um, and it wasn't my wife. Yeah, of course. Um, I think. I'm trying to think. Like, within a year. No? I mean, was it like... I, it has to have... It, it has to have been... Nothing uh, big, then. If nothing's jumping to mind, then... It's no, been a while, it had, then. Nah, it's, You have yeah. evolved. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I pride myself on... I'm aware of the perception of me. Yeah. So I know that, like... 
when you speak confidently and you keep your sh- shoulders square, like if you come at somebody a certain way, then like, they, like I, if me and you, not you per, per se actually, but like if me and that person that said fuck you were to, to argue, everyone is going to feel like I'm out of out of line. Uh, yeah, because yeah. like, you know, it's just that person's not an intimidating factor, and and people might think like Avi's a hothead or. Avi's, you know, Avi should take the, the high road there. And right. so I do. So, like, I've just learned that, like, that's the only way that I can do it is, like, I have to take the high road. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got into a heated discussion with somebody over, like, town politics the other day. Um, but, like, in person. I saw another. I saw. I actually saw an argument about town politics yeah. last week. I was like, oh, shit. You guys th- really care about this. But history. this was in person. And it got heated. But, but again, like, we left friends. Like, there's not. Yeah, yeah. Like, we disagree wholeheartedly on, the, on an issue that matters to both of us. And... But, like, we're not going to, like, argue about it in public on the internet and, like... This is about the softball field again. No, this isn't about the softball field. Although, I mean, the town of Sharon was wrong about that, too. Uh, <laughs> he's he's right two out of two times. Do you watch my town TV show? Oh, yeah. How do you, you don't have access to it? No. I have a TV show. Oh, you already started this? Yeah. It's, uh, we I have, thought I was doing this. No, you're doing the cooking one. Oh, this I thought... Is that's first. This is, the, this is in is this? studio. It's a town politics show. Like, I, I mediate... What? Town politicians and stuff, yeah. What? Yeah, isn't that funny? Hold on. Well, I... Good thing it's not on the podcast. I say That's all I'll say. But, but, but why? Well, we have to get the, the fans to dig up Avi's uh, footage. Is it's it online? A, yeah, it's online. It should be online. Yeah, it is online. It is online. I'll send you the link, actually. Yeah. Um, it's good. Like, it's pretty good. I don't um, – it's, it's so funny doing this, like, once a week and then, like, the weeks where I do that. Are you like Charlie Rose? <sighs> no, not really. I'm more like Pete Rose. Um, <laughs> no, the thing is uh, – because I'm gambling on who wins the shit. No, um – the thing, because you know why met Pete Rose and I are the same? Because we both don't hits. belong in the Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> um, he actually does belong in the Hall of Fame. He does. He does, but it's tricky. It's like, here's, no, the, part, it's here's the part I don't understand. The Hall of Fame is like not a real thing. So it's like, it's like an honor. Yeah. So it's like, if you put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame or you don't put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame, we all know Pete Rose is one of the greatest hitters of all time. Yeah, right. So like, put him in the Hall of Fame. And then, and when he's in the Hall of Fame, everyone will also know. That, that he cheated, gambled, that yeah. he gambled on baseball. Right. It's like, either way, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it, you know, I, in fact, if you think about it, you made his life better. Like, if Pete Rose More just made the Hall of Fame, no one would buy signed baseballs from him and yeah. shit. Like, he, he's, the, he's the most famous guy ever not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, right. So, like, Pete Rose, if he was smart, like, nowadays with the way the internet is and shit, like, he would just start, like, a, a different Hall of, Hall of Fame. Thing. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> hits King it would Hall just be, like, him and Alex Cora. <laughs> Carlos Beltran. No, what if he did one for all the steroid guys? It was like Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. Who wouldn't go to that? And like fame? once a year, they'd have to actually be there. And like they do they have it, like a dinner. They have it like right down the street from Cooperstown. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be everybody would go to that one too. Oh, better. He finds another another town or city named Cooperstown somewhere in America. Oh yeah. And so like, there's the baseball hall of fame is in Cooperstown, New York. No, and this is in Cooperstown, whatever. And because think about it, it would take away the, the whole idea of Cooperstown. Like which Cooperstown? No, I, <laughs> yeah, but if you go to both, if it happened in the same town. And then you add up the receipts at the end of the year. Who did better? Yeah, but so I, this is a business theory that I call splitting the baby. Like, because you, you're familiar with the biblical story of King Solomon and the woman, two women come forward and they, they both say. I know it's a Catholic church. Okay. I know this one. Do you know this one? It's because this is a business thing I, I coined years ago. Um, two women come forward to like. You coined King, it? Yeah, I coined it. Two women come forward with, uh, with a baby and they, they're both claiming the baby's theirs. So King Solomon says, like, okay, let's cut the baby in half. And one woman's like, okay, that's fair. And the other the woman's like, no, just let her have it. So he gives the baby to that woman. He's like, that's the real mom. The real mom wouldn't let the baby get cut in half. So when I say, like, splitting the baby, I mean, like, if a business already exists and they're, let's just make a round number, they're doing a million dollars a yeah. year. 
and another place comes in and they only do 100,000 a year, but that 100,000 is coming from the other one. So now you got 900 and 100. The 900 is more likely to go out of business than the 100 because they're built on needing to do the million. Yeah. And the other place is like they're building up. So like if Pete Rose just does it somewhere and he does this much and Cooperstown does this, oh, yeah, this yeah. much, he's really winning. Yeah, if wh- he adds to their traffic by like now and they're, they're, now people are going to go to both. And now if they go to him, they're definitely now they're doing go to 1.1 1. million because the, the 100,000 people that want to go to Pete Rose also go there. Yeah, right. And everyone that's going there may or may not go to him. He's actually helping them. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. Well, plus he wants it at like Caesars in Vegas anyway. Well, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, like, dude, oh, now with legalized sports shit, he should have a uh-huh, game. Yeah. Like, he should have a, like, like a Cooperstown. Line. And it's really like. A gambling lounge. Yeah. Like, oh, you actually go to, like, the Hall of Fame, and it's, like, Clemens, Barry Bonds, him, like, playing competitive poker <laughs> and, like, gambling on baseball. And they're just sitting there gambling on baseball. Uh, and you're just, like... I would go to that. You're, like, this is actually more fun than Cooperstown. Yeah. <laughs> like, this it's, is. It's, like, uh, like Biggie said, you know, fuck heaven. I'd rather go to hell. Right? Yeah, that, I mean, if... Yeah, I like that sentiment a lot. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather uh, cry with the sinners than laugh... I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. The only problem is, like, if there's a real hell. Yeah, that, you don't want to do that. 30, 40 years in, you're going you're gonna to, like, how long's infinity? 30, 40. Like, yeah. time out. How long do I have to be here for? What yeah. the fuck is this shit? No, I know. Um, cool. All right, you got uh, anything else you need to say? Speaking of hell. Yeah. This is Heat in the Kitchen. Yeah. Oh, great transition. Uh, he was Corey O'Leary. I'm Avi Shemtov. This was Heat in the Kitchen.